All right. So uh, welcome to another Tech Friday. And I apologize for people that have listened to the one two weeks ago because I completely ruined the other one. And of course, I didn't have a backup of it, did I? Um, so that was the one that where I was tempted to play snazzy things like the all the different types of synthesizer ones. So uh, if you want to catch up with that one, you can always catch up on the link on Talking Tech from last week. And that should have it on it. Uh, speaking of talking tech, I've just done the pre-recorded programs for the Christmas break. So I've done one that's going to be aired on the 27th and the other one's going to be aired on the 3rd of January, 2023. And I just finished doing those um, those two this morning. So they're done. And I've got one talking tech to go for next Monday. And then that's me done for the 10th of January, which will be really nice having a bit of a, bit of a break. Um, Today, let me just go and check my notes because I'm obviously highly organised today. Um, okay. Oh, that's not the right document. And that's not the right document either. That's right. I had all my documents open for my stuff I was doing this morning, but not our one. All right. Did anybody know or interested in or watch the SiteTech Global Conference on, online that's just been on today and yesterday in the United States. Too early in the morning. Yeah, it's like three o'clock our time or something. So it's S-I-G-H-T, Site Tech Global. And what it is, it's looking at uh, the impact on artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality, um, screen readers for different tasks, and also other stuff like um, they had the the people in there from Dot to talk about their braille display for graphics. They had um, APH, Marine Printing House Wind on there to talk about their one in conjunction with um, Humanware. They had the people from Apple talking about, you know, the a deep dive into voiceover on iOS and how fantastic that was. Um, what I found with it was, though, that all they talked about was either stuff I already knew or future stuff that's not even uh, present yet. So, for example, the multi-line Braille display from APH to do graphics and text, which is 10 lines of Braille and um, 30 characters across, that's probably not going to be available on the market till early 2024. And it sounds like the 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 dot pad, which is one that the humanware one's based on, um, that's not available towards the end of the year. And they spent some time talking about augmentative reality and virtuality. And again, they were all talking about uh, pre-release or testing software just to prove the concept. Um. And then some other stuff with that. So it was very fluffy, general. They made some statements that probably weren't quite true completely. Um, so if you're interested in, you can get a, a there's a link that I'll I'll actually putting in the show notes for next week's Talking Tech because I'll talk about it then too. Um, link for day one and day two. I would suggest that you want to listen to them on the YouTube app at um, two times speed because they seem to waste a lot of time umming and ahhing and fluffing around. So um, I didn't learn anything new out of them, but if you just want to hear what people are talking about. Oh, and the other thing too, Jim Michael, 
there's there's yet another set of smart glasses coming onto the market out of Canada, which the first time I've heard about it, they're called the Celeste. Um, and apparently they're going to be um, cheap quality and do similar things to what uh, Envision and ARX does. But according to that, that lot, uh, their glasses are much more stylish, smaller, and do a better job. Uh, but basically, again, it's object detection, scene detection, OCR, and all that sort of general stuff. So I've got no idea what it's based on anything else, but it's the first time I've heard about it. So has actually anybody heard of it, the Celeste Smart Glasses? No, no. but I like the sound of them being a little bit more fashionable. Mm. No, good luck. The proof is pudding. in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, even with the... Even with between the Envision and the um, and the ARX Vision, you I mean you still can't rely one hundred percent on what the uh, the camera is giving you. I think one of the demos that Damien McMurray did from Vision Australia said that apparently because it was the light, the way the light was hitting the window on his house, it said there was smoke coming out of the window, um, and it reckons you know just and it reckons by. That my treadmill at the time was a, some sort of heating type thing, um, and a few other weirds weird on to them. So you still can't, you know, just completely rely on them. So I'm looking forward to the day when you can rely on this stuff 100% without second guessing it. And the other thing the ARX Vision does, I don't know if this is what the Envision does, Michael, but I noticed with the the ARX, it takes a while to process. So by the time you actually get to hear the thing that's detected, and particularly if you're walking, you're already past it. So you would be assuming then the thing that's just going to start talking to you is the one that you're just coming up to. But yeah, that will improve over time because the item is still learning as it goes. Like I know they I know they show it, you know, a hundred bunches of flowers, and therefore it begins to recognize flowers, but they have to put the initial images in to teach it. So then when it sees a treadmill, it learns what a treadmill is. But it's not only that. It's the processing time that it takes. Too slow. Yeah. Too slow. To do it over the internet. And, Mm. um, well, I I envision's the same, but uh, I was trying to find just a chair, a normal dining chair, and and it was telling me coffee coffee tables were chairs and all sorts of things. So uh, they will improve, surely. But Yeah. yeah. But it's just um, the time is usually processing time. And with yep. the Envision glasses, it, it's quite tricky to get them hooked up to your iPhone to use your iPhone wireless Wi-Fi and stuff like that. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I must think you're better off having some sort of like a chest harness or something like that or holding your hand and maybe just use the Envision app itself or the Seeing AI app and just use it that way at the moment. Well, I was really looking forward to the um, the Apple glasses when they come out, but they're they're going to be like three thousand US dollars now. They're, mm. it, yep. It's the augmented and the um, VR together. They're not doing separate. Mm. They were talking about doing them separate, but now, from what I understand, is they're together. So, yeah, and three thousand dollars US, no thanks. Yeah, no, 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 just way way too expensive. Because I, I'm assuming they're thinking it's for you know, high-end gamers. Um, yeah, developers. well, they're more for VR. It's more for yeah. VR. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's a, but yeah, I like the idea of the AR, the the augmented reality being a separate set of glasses. Yeah, I mean that would be really nice. Um, yeah, so I, I'm getting a pair of Envisions on Monday just to go through the whole cycle of because I've got an OrCam, I've got an ARX Vision here, ARX Vision here, and so I'm going to sit them side by side and just do some some general testing. But yeah, I. As soon as these guys talking started talking about the Celeste glasses, I thought, oh, God, here we go again. And the other one they were talking about was how well um, the Amazon Echo has been doing in the uh, the SiteTech conference. And it was interesting because nobody mentioned the fact that, you know, most of the staff have probably got sacked out of the Alexa team or the, the business team looking after the digital side of Amazon. So the accessibility guy apparently was still there. Um, and but the, what annoys me is that all the stuff they're talking about is to do with the United States. So the show and tell one, where you can walk up to your Echo Show with the camera, hold a, a package or a jar up in front of it, and it tells you what the item is. Um, so that's only available in the United States. And the medical assistance one, that's only available in the United States. So most of the stuff they're talking about is just overseas. It usually filters down eventually, but eventually. that's ridiculous. If it can work in the US, it can work in Australia. Saying, is there a reason they that it can't just... Oh, it's well, the same as the televisions, Region 1 and Region 4, slightly different technology or something? I don't know. I understand the, the GP one. I don't give a toss about that, but um, that one where you can walk up and just show it a jar and it tells you what it is, that, that should work in Australia, but unless it's... Um, different different labeling or something whether it's going to use their barcode or something yeah it's weird isn't it yeah yeah, yeah but they also have i mean do, do they have products that look like ours that are exact they're showing them images from america and i know it's a jar but their jars will be different their jars will be recognized i know it's simple it should just recognize it but they're teaching it with their own existing products not with aussie products well, you'd hope it would just turn the jar around until it reads the text that's on it. Yeah, or even the barcode for that matter. Yeah. Well, the so, barcode, I understand that. That's a big issue because their barcodes are totally different now. Yep. So. Yep. But And how many barcodes are there in the world? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. A trillion, trillion, quadrillions. Yep. yep. Yeah, stacks of them. Yeah, so I can understand that side of it. But just for simple uh, text recognition, it mm. should be worldwide, so you can just walk up and take your tomato soup and turn it around till it says tomato yeah, soup. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I just do that with my phone or my Envision glasses, anyway. Yeah, well, that's what I do with the thing. Oh, yeah, with the short text function, yeah. I just wonder at the the packaging and try and work out what it is. So it always tends yeah. to work pretty well. The thing that used to always annoy me about the cam <laughs> was that it kept it kept saying, um, "What's the cam? I don't know if it was your camera or another one, but it kept saying low light all the time in my pantry. And I know it has to have light for the camera. It's like, but gee whiz, like it, I've got the both doors open in the kitchen and there's a glass window in the kitchen, which is, doesn't have any curtains or anything over it, shut over it in the middle of the day. And you, st and you still reckon that it's not enough light in the pantry, even when I'm not even, I'm not even having the phone actually in the pantry. So yeah, it was quite bizarre. It might've been one of the, um, the apps I'm thinking about it was quite weird. Envision um, glasses have a similar thing. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just the camera thing, I guess. Yeah. The other thing I was going to mention was, um, and I don't know what impact this is going to have on anything in particular, but um, Guide Dogs Australia 
under the special section in the free to use Be My Eyes app that's available on your Android, iPhone, and on the Blind Shell Classic 2. Um, you can now contact uh, Guide Dogs Australia. And I believe the center that you contact is actually in Brisbane. They will then tend to work out what you need and then do a referral to your appropriate office. So what I'm a bit confused about, why would you want to do that on a video call? Why can't you just do it like a normal telephone call? So I don't quite know where the video comes in because they didn't mention anything about, you know, troubleshooting with your cane or troubleshooting with your guide dog or emotional support so you, somebody can see how you are, blah, blah, blah. All that was really talking about, it seemed, was just being a, a general source of referring into the services of guide dogs. A bit more of a personal approach maybe? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um but I thought it was a, a bit of an innovation. I mean, be able to sort of, I guess, you know, talk face-to-face with somebody rather than just over the phone. Um, I guess if you're that sort of person that you want sort of face-to-face chit-chatting, then, yeah, that might be might be nicer. And the, the thing about the special section is that you don't have to talk to any Be My Eyes volunteer first. You just go into the special section and then you can dial in directly to, you know, Apple, oh, it's not Apple, um, Google, Microsoft, and then under the special section, there's um, there's a school in the United States that's there, and uh, and there's also just the the Guide Dogs Australia one. So that'll be interesting. I'm, I'm going to give it a go one day, not because I'm a Guide Dog user, and just going to see what happens. And will they help you out if you're just looking for something in particular, like what's on this label? Well, that's what I want to know. Or is cause... is it not for that purpose? No, that it's only for certain. Volunteer. No, it's only for services of, of Guide Dogs Australia. So it's not for them to have you identify. Yeah. yeah, it's not to have you identify something. No, because that then you would just use a normal BMI service. This is specifically for Guide Dogs themselves. No, I want an Australian to help me, so I'm going to call them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the um, so they said they can offer. Well, I'm assuming when they say offer, put you in contact with their adaptive technology service occupational health and safety, um, mobility service, so cane or guide dogs and all the other general services that they offer. So, yeah, it just wasn't very clear on how the the video side of things makes a difference. I suppose (laughs) if you've got the app and you know that they're in there and say you're looking up the phone number. Yeah, well, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, has anybody played, and probably you, Bertolo, I would expect you to at least play with this being a, a, a Linux, Unix-type guru-type person. Um, has anybody ch- played with the chat GBT, um, GPT system, which is the ch- chat box that you can have a bit of a chat to and it will you can actually engage in a conversational dialogue with it? So you have to type in and then you get responses back. Uh, so it's supposed to be... Um, a very updated version of the old Eliza chatbot from the 1980s. Um, this one, you can practically ask it any question. And the weird thing about it, because it's built on artificial intelligence, um, so it's not like it's scraping information off the, the web in general. It's got access to all this data, but it will try and choose the most appropriate answer for you, whether it's true or false. Um, so you've got to be careful about some of the answers because some of the answers won't be 100% correct. Um, 
but the normal stuff that I started with, you know, was, you know, hello, what's your name? And it said, hello, I'm a, I'm an artificial intelligence um, pilot system to, to test out you know, conversational dialogues with, with people. Um, and then I gave it my name and then, I think I asked it about Braille and speech synthesizers and all that sort of stuff, and it actually got quite a lot of that correct. So it knew Louis Braille was. It knew when the first Braille, sorry, when the first synthesizer was developed back in 1954. Um, it was called the vocoder. Um, so quite a lot of the questions I was asking, it was what apparently it's really good on is doing physics, mathematics, equations, which is basically physics and mathematics, uh, and also to um, creating a poetry, uh, writing short stories, writing computer code, and building web basic websites and uh, basic apps. Did you so, ask it the meaning of life? I probably should have. <laughs> I wanted the answer to be 42. Uh, no, exactly. So, But it sounds really fascinating, but I just thought, wouldn't it be good if they just added some text-to-speech with it? Because it, it's a bit boring when you're just sitting there typing to something going, you know, can I ask you a question or what is this? Like, well, I'm asking a question. It just types back to you in the dialogue box. I just thought it'd be, if it's already typing text, it's not much of a bit of a step to say, can you just put that through a text-to-speech and make it talk to you? Um, <clears throat> I mean, maybe even use the Hell voice, for you know, the Hell 9000 voice to make it a bit more interesting. Sorry, I can't do that, Dave. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Oh, like, oh God! Oh, I know. I thought <laughs> I knew. I, I knew I should have come out and started talking about computer technology today. Um, so yeah, no. So look, it's 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 fun, but it's um, it's more looking for stuff on how artificial intelligence can actually, um, you know, from from all the information it's got, give you the most relevant information to your particular request. Well, if we want to go conspiracy on AI, uh, hmm. I actually watched a story or, or watched a YouTube video on Google's AI. Hmm. They have their own AI, which I, I did read a story that they shut it down, but um, the guy that was working with that was actually a little bit worried that uh, it was almost sentient. So right. um, some of the questions he was asking it, it just was answering too well. And oh, he right. asked it that he asked it the meaning of life, and uh, it didn't just say forty-two. It came up with some pretty good responses that he went, "Well, I hadn't even thought of that way." So <laughs> right. it is scary. Um, is the mm. end of the world coming, and uh, this going to be terminators? Exactly. Yeah, we never know. So, well, yeah. So the, these whole AI things, there's lots of them around. The Google one, yeah, they were. He was really concerned about it. So I don't know. Yeah, I've got it open here. I'm just going to it. What is the meaning? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 42. Okay, yeah, it's giving me a long question. It, it doesn't, it's not saying 42. It's saying the meaning of life is a philosophical. Uh, is a philosophical question and has various different answers and implication over the ages. That yeah, was his answer. And then should say, but according to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, no, it's no. 42. It, it should have that in there. It's got to be a joke. Yeah. No sense of humor. Damn AI. No. no. Um, hang on, Tick. What if I do what is the answer to? What is it? What is, this one, what is the answer, isn't it? Not the question. What 
is the answer to life. As I've already told you, it is a universal <laughs> now question. Now you're asked making it cranky, David. People. You're making it cranky. We're going to get terminated. Are you actually alive and or thinking? Because you seem very restricted. David's going to upset the AI. Excuse me, I am a large language AI programmed by various developers. Yeah. See that excuse me, that's very blunt. You're really starting to annoy David. We don't need any terminators. Just stop. I'm going to do, okay, I might go now. Ask nice it if it has an attitude to you. <laughs> Do you have an attitude? Thank you for chatting to me. I'm always here to provide information at your own convenience. That's nice. You, you calmed it down. I did. <laughs> and apparently you can't swear at it because it's blocked swearing, so you can't swear at it or make, uh, make rude remarks to it because it won't respond to them anyway. So, yeah. But it's interesting, but it just reminds me of typing the the old um because that the way that that old Eliza one worked was you'd go, I'm not happy today, and you go and it would go come back and go, Are you not happy today? And you'd say, No, I'm not. And then it would try and do something like, What are you not happy about today? So it was just trying to pick the words out of what you were typing. But this one seems a lot more advanced, this particular one, which you'd actually assume after 40 years later. Um you know, so, yeah. sorry. Have you tried it with Alexa? Well, which one? The light, the universe, and no. everything? No, no, but asking the same questions. No. No. No, she just probably just come back and just say, I can't answer that question, meaning I don't know what you're talking about. Um, all right. Alexa, so, what's yes. the meaning of life? 42. There you go. Oh, see, she's got a sense of humour. Yeah. And I'm sure Google comes back with a similar response. And she was just straight up 42. That's all she said and yeah, then no. hung up. Yeah. Do you remember what uh, God, God's last words were to, to his creation that Marvin found out? Was It, it was, we apologise for the inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and my body's a lemon and I want my money back. That's it. I, I don't like this place. Yeah, so if you're interested, it's called the Jet Chat. GPS chatbot. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Now, there's two parts of this next thing I was going to mention. Did you realize that, um, and you probably tried this, but if you go into a song in Apple Music and you bring up the lyrics on the say, and you start it playing, you, you tap on the lyrics button, it brings up the lyrics on the screen. If you then use your action rotor in voiceover, you can get Braille speech or speech and Braille announcements uh, as the song's playing. So it'll speak it out to you or it'll be in a Braille display or it'll be both. And what I was finding was it would just bring the speech up to read out the next bit in the song just before the actual people were actually singing the song it was really cool and i finally found out one of the the 
parts in The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel, what one of the words were, because they were singing the something like the, the words of the prophet are written on the subway walls, and then it was and or tenant halls. And I could never understand that last and or tenant halls. I thought, wow, I get to finally to find out what those words were in the song. So what I've been doing now is going through my various songs for ones that I couldn't find the couldn't hear the words to, um, and listen to it with the the speech reading out the, the parts of the song as it goes. Has anybody actually oh, tried that? Yeah, my TV does it when I'm listening to music. If I don't turn the voiceover off, she she's just mumbles the words along oh, and ruins the okay. song. <laughs> well, is it on the Apple TV or that's on the yeah yeah just on the Apple TV and the music app? You just it okay. automatically puts the words up for most songs. And oh, automatically does it? Oh, okay. Yeah, and she just um, sort of mumbles along. I don't yeah. know if it's slightly before or after. I haven't really paid any attention, but I usually turn the voiceover off. It never mm. used to do that, so it's only a recent thing. Yeah, 16, which is like, when it went to 16, I think. Yep. Now, with 16.2, not only can you do that, you can also be a, a, a karaoke star <clears throat> and you can actually take the – you can reduce the vocals in the song down or take the vocals out altogether that's still cool. still read the lyrics as you're singing along through whatever microphone you want to sing on or just sing to your device. Yeah, so they're effectively turning the you know Apple music into a karaoke machine. So I'm wondering in that case, Michael, since the voiceover and the speech is staying on your local device, that means you could be booming out there outside with your uh, with your with your JBL party box. Have your headphones, <laughs> or be having the microphone in the in the party box and sing along, while still actually being able to hear the words. Hopefully, with voiceover, which probably you wouldn't. But yeah, it has interesting ramifications for accessibility and being able to fully participate in some karaoke stuff. Well, that's a good thing with the voiceover not going through the speaker when you're. If you've got, if you well, how I don't know how that would work. Whether you could have your headphones on at the same time to get the. Yeah, because it might talking. say, well, you've got your headphones yeah. on, so your music's going back yeah, for your the iPhone music, again. Yeah, unless you can force the music back through the speakers or something, you'd have to have to be something mm. you looked at. But um, I've never, never really tried. Yeah, because you're not going to you're not going to stand there if you phone to your ear trying to listen to the lyrics while that while your your music's playing very loud. No, because what my phone tends to do is when I transfer the music, and as soon as I hit play, the voiceover turns up really loud and screams at me. Oh, okay. So. On my phone because yeah, obviously it goes to the volume of the speaker and it yes. gets twice as loud and yeah. Um, whereas with my Android phone, the, the talkback used to come through the speaker. Yes, which, which to, is very irritating. Which used to peeve everybody off. Oh hell yeah! I mean, what's what's? I want to listen to the song. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Don't listen to that stupid voice that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I thought that's really interesting. So apparently, of course, hello, my garden people turned up. Of course. Um, I mean, it said, not, of course, there's millions of songs that support it, but nobody's quite sure yet what songs exactly support it. Um, so it's basically a, a hit and miss. I mean, I guess it's only in the beta at the moment, so it's not actually officially released yet, but it definitely sounds interesting. I think that's a, a bit of a clever I, idea, actually. I think I mentioned it to you before, too. Um, if you Maybe if you listen to the Sound of Silence, the disturbed version, he, he sings it a little bit clearer with the way he sings it, so you might hear it properly in that. Oh, okay. 
Does everybody remember what the name of that song is? Because it's coming at the Christmas. Do you remember the Irish version of the 12 Days of Christmas where the Irish dude was singing about how the fact that the the geese were fighting with the swans and the swans did a sneak attack on the cows and the the leaping lords were chasing the 10 ladies waiting and all that sort of stuff? It's quite no, a good song, actually. That one. <clears throat> yeah, it was just a sort of a humorous version of the 12 Days of Christmas. And I think at the end of it, yeah, they they all collapsed in tears because he was he had enough of the pipers and the the lords and the ladies and the milkmaids and the, all the animals crapping all over the house and yeah it was quite funny. I should I'll see if I can track it down before next week and and see if I can get my silly system to actually play audio because now I've actually got my iPad linked up through the mixer. So if I hit my home button on my iPad and turn on voiceover, which actually might be even better. Hang on. He stretches behind me. Friday, the 9th of December. Yep. That's iPad. Yeah. So, um, so anything be... you play through that should come through that. Yeah. So I'll, I might, I'll, <clears throat> if you, if you got folks thinking around for listening to that um, synthesizer stuff, I'll, I'll even tee it up next week and I'll just play it through the iPad. I've still got no idea why it wasn't, wasn't working with the Mac. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, all right. Now, before I go on the next topic, does anybody have any questions, things they've come across during the week, items no, of interest? I've have had a very non-active week. Oh. It's close to Christmas. Everything's non-active. <laughs> Including my brain. Including your brain? Oh, dear. Yeah. Look, it's good to, it's, it's good to have in, inactive brain capacity sometimes. I feel like, to, I feel like that too sometimes. Um, although it's funny this week, <clears throat> she's non completely non-technology related. Um, we went out to dinner for Ellen's birthday on whatever it was, Monday or Tuesday. Then we went out to coffee on Wednesday morning for a nice walk, also for her birthday. Then we went to dinner last night so that my other daughter could celebrate Ellen's birthday with her with her family. And now because my boys were at the Black Belt, children at the Black Belt weekend on Friday and Saturday night, we're going out to dinner on both nights. Because we can. <laughs> we can be a couple again. It's going to be really weird. So I don't know what I'm going to be able to talk about. <laughs> like going on a date for the first time. I was going to say, it'll be like everyone loves Raymond. You'll be sitting there talking about the butter and it going on the bread roll. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I'll We've get a little. nothing to talk about. Yeah, mm, this is nice right. bread on. roll. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Isn't that, doesn't that person have a nice dog walking past? <laughs> this is really nice know, cutlery. I can't see it. That's it, exactly. Yeah, maybe I should listen to a few relationship podcasts on um, conversation starters or something. Oh dear, never mind. Yeah, so uh, we, we're going to the local place which serves lovely cocktails. That's <coughs> it. That should be really nice. <coughs> God, my voice is going. Um, let's see. What else do I have? Um. Hang on, did, was, you, did you buy anything this week? No, I absolutely did not buy anything this week. Nope. Nope, no, 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 no. In fact, um, I think, was it you, Michael, that said, oh, no, maybe, maybe it was Stephen. My, my hot water system blew up on, my, on the week, last weekend, so we ended up having hot sh- cold showers for three days. Oh, um, no. So that was replacing it and everything else, so that was like $2,500 later. Yeah. 
Um, so even if I was tempted, which I wasn't. <laughs> damn, damn necessities. I know. How dare. But um, we had, we, so we only had cold showers for, for three mornings. So I, oh, I turned. I, I saw that I answered your post about the um, Extreme 3. Mm. Uh, I guess you're keeping it then. I am. <laughs> under, well done. Under, under, let's not talk about it. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't mention me in any sentences no, about any of these JBL no, speakers. No, I, 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 I didn't. So I, your wife will ban me from speaking <laughs> to you. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm glad that the the response was to it was okay. Went, well, they mm-hmm. both have their purposes. The well, JBL, we'll the party box is, is a very specific item for very specific things where the little extreme three, awesome for everyday use. Just Absolutely. Great. And, yeah. and very good sound as well. It is, but yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently on the front of it, down the bottom, there's there's four lights that light up for your battery, but I can't oh, see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was weird because I thought the app being from, you know, whoever develops for JBL, if they do it themselves or not, but... Um, I thought, well, if the party box gives you the battery level, how come the little other yeah, portable the party box? Doesn't? The party box app. None of the apps are brilliant for yeah. accessibility, but they do. No. They're workable. Like I just updated my party box on the weekend. Mm. Um, it had an update, so because we were supposed to have a power outage last Sunday, which right. never happened. Mm. It was supposed to be out for four hours, so I charged the party box up, ready to have music for while the power was out, and. Mm. Uh, done the updates, so the apps are usable, but not brilliant. But no, they're not. No, I don't even think the battery. I don't even think the party box says it's the battery, but you just understand that it's the battery when it's. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I did. I did open up the portable app and search for the battery, but yeah, it definitely doesn't have it anywhere. Yeah, no, it's a bit. There's very little in there. It, it it is. Yeah, but look, you know, it's only it's, really for updating and stuff like that. Yeah, well, exactly. Yep. Which is um, good that they do update them. Well, exactly. Now, next Monday, I'm sort of doing a a my favourite um, tech item of the year. <laughs> so for me, it's going to be the Apple. Well, I've actually got two for this year. Um, is the Apple Watch Ultra, which I still absolutely love, the fact that I bought it, and also my Aftershocks OpenCom um, bone conduction headphones with the boom mic because it still works really well. Does anybody else have any favourite bits of tech that you might have purchased this year, whether assistive or mainstream, that sort of not stand out, but you're sort of glad that you bought them through the year? Yeah, there's just too many things. Well, too many things? I haven't bought a lot of things, but oh. I probably have, but um, no, nothing, nothing really stands nothing out. out. No, not when I think about it in that aspect. There's so much. Like I still love my... Um, my AirPod Maxes because I use mm. them with my Apple TV every night and yeah, things like that. But no, no not off the top excited. of my head. You didn't get excited about your your, your iPhone 14 Pro or anything? I, the iPhone 14 Pro Max is good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was excited about the, the dynamic island and everything, but I rarely use that for anything. It's mm. Um, but I'm sure there'll be more stuff for it eventually. Yeah. But speaking of the iPhone, how much can you get a chart? Can you use that phone all day without plugging it in? Oh, I get, um, I plug mine in 716 151. Yeah, yes, yeah. I plug mine in at 
I unplug it at usually about uh, no seven thirty eight, and I mm-hmm. plug it back in at about midnight, and I'm down to about seventy percent. Okay. I've, I've recently been getting down to sixty six, so uh, I wow. easily get through it. And I'm using I'm I'm getting about six hours screen time a day. I use it all over oh, the okay. place, so I'm I'm using it quite a bit more than I expect when I get my week, weekly report anyway. Oh. So no problem with the issues for me. Yes, because my, my well, according to Apple, I don't know if it's correct or not, but my average screen time is about 15 hours a day. Yeah, 15 um, hours. Jesus, go to sleep, David. Oh, no, no. <laughs> about it. Um, but no, I've, I've, I think, yeah, okay. about five hours is my average screen time. Okay, because my, my poor old iPhone 12 Pro, I can take it off, it off charge at, 5 30 in the morning and by the time about 6 p.m hits it, it's had it so you know yeah. 12 and a half hours oh, if you're doing 15 hours screen time that's that's pretty good yeah you so, probably that sounds like you're flogging it to me um you know it's got to play you know it's got to play the cricket it's got to do audible books oh. got to do kindle it's got to do twitter mastodon my rss reader my email my scanning, my front door, um, the stuff, some smart stuff in the house, blah, yep, blah, blah. Yep. Lots so, of stuff. So it's, it's, you're probably actually getting pretty good battery life out of it when you consider just it. thrashing it too much. Yeah, probably. Well, I actually, with um, Life360, when, um, when the wife leaves work to travel mm. home, I usually track her on the way home just so I can get the, the, the coffee the percolating at yes. the right time. Yep. And I actually watch her battery drop from oh. me tracking her. So okay, it'll yeah. usually drop 2 or 3% in the 10 kilometres for her Two. to get home. So yeah. when, you're, when you're tracking somebody, mm. you definitely choose their battery. So don't track too long. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, and the other thing I, I've, I, I didn't rediscover, I've actually found the charger for my Ember mug, which I bought last year, which is the, the mug that you put on a, a little, char- little like a teacup charger. And when you leave the, the mug on a little saucer charger, it keeps your beverage warm all the time up to a certain temperature that you can set to. Or if you unplug it from power, the actual mug will last for an hour uh, to keep your beverage hot at a certain temperature. I like my coffee at 62 degrees Celsius. Um, so when I make it in the, make it in the coffee machine, it's not, it only comes out at 52 degrees Celsius. Um, so I, when I add milk to it and that sort of stuff, um, I then pop that in the mug now, the Ember mug, and then it heats it up to two degrees, gives me a little notification via my Apple Watch or my iPhone, and then I can start having my coffee or tea, which is not at the correct temperature. Because um, ever since the, the house got painted earlier this year, I haven't had a chance to find my charger. So I was, <laughs> I spent three hours tying up all my cables and chargers <clears throat> in my office yesterday in the toy room. And I thought, oh, this charger looks very familiar. So I rushed out to the um, the kitchen, plugged it into the the saucer, whacked the mug on it, whacked some cold water, and it came back half an hour later, and uh, it was all working. It was all nice and hot. So I thought, oh, it hasn't died, and it's the right charger. So, um, and you yeah. found it, and I found it. So we've we, we've been reunited. So now I've got my Ember <laughs> mug to keep my hot my my hot, and then my my other water bottle which i can't remember the name of <clears throat> tells me how much um how much water oh, i've been drinking because it's a bluetooth one yeah the smart the smart bottle yeah, smart yes bottle it always one. helps when you plug the right cable into the right device <laughs> and you it don't does. get that little puff of blue smoke no that definitely did not happen no 
Yeah, I've done that before with a router. Have you? Oh, dear. Whoops. And a $900 router went, poof, it's gone. <laughs> I, I was sure it was the right cable. It fitted. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit too much power, though. <coughs> Hang on, I'm going to put myself a minute. I'm coughing here, too. Sounds like you need a drink. And not an alcoholic one. My, my water went down the wrong way. <clears throat> so if we're talking about the best products of the year, are we doing a list of the, the worst products of the year? Oh, yeah, look, why not? Go on. I would like to put the um, those magnetic cables on as the worst product of the year. Really? Oh, you got the one. Is it the proper, the one, the last cable or something? Yeah. Oh, oh I've never heard a bad they? review about it. Um, I think I used it to charge up my... I've got a Gen X, not Gen X, Generation um, iPad Pro, Generation 3, and I think I used that cable to recharge uh, the battery and... Not enough power? Yeah, so I think I killed the charger. Um, And so I'm very careful. So the only thing I can use it now is on my phone. No, it doesn't. No, I killed the charger. So luckily I had a, a fast charging um, charger that was given to me by my son mm. to match the phone. And so I can still charge my my phone and my JBL loudspeaker. You know that that fast charger that you've got for your iPhone also works with your, um, your iPad? Say that again, David. The fast charger that you use for your iPhone will work with your iPad. Um, that's how I think I killed the cable. What? Shouldn't have. Because I've got my, I mean, I've got, I mean, I, I don't have a magnetic cable at the moment, but I've got my, so my my fast charger, which I think is 24 watts, whatever it is, um, it's plugged in via just USB-C on the charger end and then just a normal lightning cable on the other end and it just plugs straight into both my iPad Pro and my iPad Mini, and it's fine. In fact, the one that I've got sitting on my desk here in the lounge room at the moment, um, it's plugged into one of the fast chargers that I normally use for my iPhone, and it's and fine. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't see if you because um, I'm guessing. Well, it doesn't really matter what charge you've got, but mm. that cable, if, if you just plug the dongle into the the iPad, and that stays there permanently, doesn't it? No. And then the, the cable magnetises to that and then you plug it into your charger. The, the charger shouldn't allow it to draw any more power than necessary. Well, all I know is that it doesn't work. Um, and normally when, um, when it is working, you get a, a, a nice bright purple, purple mauve light. And when it's not working well or not, well, you don't get a light at all if it's not working um, at all, but if um, if it's barely giving you any charge, the, the light is quite dull. Oh dear. Mm. What? Um, so you so you had that manual cable plugged into the fast charger as well? Not game enough yes. to. <laughs> but um, so so the light is actually part of the cable, is it? Yeah, there's a tiny little oh. light. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did hear, uh, when you mentioned that, I, I remembered that I heard somebody saying that they had issues charging their iPad with the cable. Hmm. Interesting. So I do recall hearing that. And uh, 
everything else seemed to be fine, but it was only the iPads and it might have been a pro as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, not very that's not very good. But yeah, all, all my all my iPads, even my original. So I've got two iPad twelve point nines originals, um, which we still use for watching TV and so on. Um, so I've got one on my desk, and my wife's got one in her craft room. Um, and then I've got two iPad minis, the recent ones, uh, and all of them are charged by the the fast chargers. Although, <clears throat> speaking of blowing things up, I did plug that fast charger into my iPhone, my iPhone six S, uh, and it blew it up. <laughs> you wouldn't it think was, it would draw more power than it could draw, though. Uh, no, it died. Yes. It, it, it died dramatically. It was. Uh, I went. Oh shit! I should have done that because I thought, oh well, you know, the iPhone eight's fine, so the iPhone six yeah. S should be apparently fine. But no, it blew it up. Well, normally they only draw the amount of power they need, oh. and the the brick goes to the power that it well, needs. So that's what I thought, but yeah, maybe it was I, just time to die. I could have been. It could have been. It was just trying to make time. you feel bad. Well, I think yeah. Well, this one def- it definitely helped it over the edge. That's for sure. It's like uh, do you anything's push? possible with Apple. I know. I mean, who knows? So there you go. Um, all right, but that might be worth. That might be worth like just mentioning people about magnetic cables that they may or may not work on different devices. So don't be too surprised about it if they don't work. Because, mm-hmm. um, Gina, was that the one that, because the one that I got, which is just a, a no name brand, um, which by the way, I can't use of my mixer for some odd reason. Um, I've got I've got a little magnetic port for USB-C, micro USB and a lightning one. Is that what yours was with all the little different connectors on the end of it? I think it had two. I have to have a look at it. But it certainly okay. had USB-C and USB. I yeah. Didn't look at yeah. And that was the 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 last cable, the official one, I think. Okay. Yeah, because you can get them from AliExpress. Yeah. <laughs> like like one tenth of the price. Oh god. Oh. Uh, okay. So one thing <laughs> I one thing I am looking forward to next year when hopefully I, Apple just finally decides to go for the the USB-C port on the iPhones because. I am sick and tired of having sick and tired of having mega amounts of micro USB cables, and now I've got USB C cables coming out of my ears now because every time I buy a new device, it's USB C, um, and my I had to go out and buy six cheap um, braided cables for Lightning last week because <clears throat> my children keep breaking them um, in the car because they tend to wrench things out of the USB port in the car. So yeah, they don't do it from the plug. They just grab the cord and yank. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, but but Apple in their usual, let's say, just arsiness, mm. uh, there's going to be two different USB-C ports in the new iPhone 15. The, the standard iPhones will only have USB-C version 2 and the Pros will have the version 3. So Pros will do really fast transfers where the normal ones won't. Mm. So is this... back to the, the 400 okay. megawatts so it, or something. Is that still speculation in general still? It, it's speculation, but I believe it to be true, yeah, knowing yeah. Apple. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, with that, if anybody has any five-minute questions, I've got to go and do some um, either shopping, get clothes out, put clothes away, climb ladders up into the loft, get bags out and do some lots of all, all sorts of other interesting things. Um, so the last, last next Friday is the last one for the is it next year. Is it next week? Was the week after? No, it's the week after. Uh, it? You did say the twenty third, but I was speculating on that one. I'll still be here if you want. 
Yeah, I can just give myself a day off. I could just go karate and go out for dinner, go out for lunch and go happy days, <laughs> end of the year. <clears throat> I'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but so at the moment, next next week's on. Um, and keep remembering that next year it's Monday at 7.30 and the webinars are last Wednesday of the month also at 7.30 in, in the evening. So everybody have a nice weekend. Have a good evening. Uh, have a good afternoon. No final questions? Pausing? Nope. Nope. Um, I've got the joke for the week. Oh, go on then. Joke for the week. Uh, um, I had a migraine the other night. So if you don't know, I have false teeth. I took my teeth out and when I got up on Wednesday, I couldn't find them for six hours. Where did you find them in the end? In the dishwasher. <laughs> They're nice and clean. Good no, job, Cynthia. I put them in the, obviously I'd had a glass of water and put them in that. And then I've put things in the dishwasher when I've got up in the morning and then gone to look for my teeth and... I found them in the dishwasher. Okay, well, they're very clean. Excellent. Good job. We're, we're, and now the question <laughs> I want to know is, were they dishwasher approved, though? <laughs> yeah. Or Seriously, did they melt? I'm, I'm thinking my dog must have somehow got them and eaten them, but he's sitting happily on the couch. So now I'm all I'm picturing is they... a dog sitting there with that big smile on his That's face it, and your exactly. teeth. No, no, this I'm is thinking if he's not chewing on something, then he hasn't got a hold of them. Where the hell have these things gotten to? Exactly. At least you found them. Because they had a migraine. I couldn't remember where I took them off. There you go. That's funny. I remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just still seeing that dog with that big (laughs) smile. Very cute. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear. All right, folks. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Good afternoon. Bye. Bye.